And welcome to the Curveball Podcast. Michaela here and John Barrera. And today we have a very special guest, uh, place four on the Curville City Council. John, I'll let you go ahead and introduce her. You've seen her on uh, Curville Daily Times. You've seen her at Buzzy's Barbecue. Yeah. You've seen her on the Community Journal and taking care of animals around the community. We have the beautiful Miss Brenda oh, Hughes. Thank you. You're too kind. <laughs> and uh, welcome to the podcast today, Brenda. Thank you. And thank you, Michaela. And this is a, uh, you know, you're you're up for re-election. I am. With city council. You, I am. You joined the city council. You were elected to the city council in November of 2020. Is that yes. right? Yes, sir. And we had this uh, delayed election that was delayed, <laughs> like, what, six months six or something? Months. Like? Yeah, because of COVID. And then here we are, um, not even two years later. Right. About and a year and a half. Now the new election is going to be in June. No, uh, no, 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 May. In May. In May. Yeah, and our standard election falls in May every That's year. That's right. So. It's like that first weekend in May? Second yes, the weekend? first week. Okay, yeah, that first week in May. So, uh, John, I, I know you have some questions. You want to go ahead and start it off with some, some questions? I, I do. I and do. Real quick, also, you might remember Brenda. Uh, <laughs> like anybody that that's watching this doesn't know who Brenda Hughes is, but you might remember Brenda from when her and Buzzy were in here a couple months ago for right, Buzzy's Barbecue. right. On the podcast as well. All right, John, go ahead. Well, uh, I want to know, you add a lot of value to Kerrville. You do. Thank you. Why did you decide to be in the position that you're in right now? What drove What drove you to make that decision? I'm going to get personal. Here. Yeah. And um, a long time ago when I was in Austin, I got up close and personal with crime mm. in Austin. And I learned at 18... to listen to that voice that speaks to me because I believe that that is God who speaks to me. Absolutely. And um, I never wanted to get into a political office, but he spoke to me and he said, this is where I want you. And, you know, this has happened throughout my life. I wind up in doing different things and being in different places but it's always because I listen to that voice that speaks to me and I'm just along for the ride. So I go where he tells me to go. And that's why I'm on council is because I know that there's something he wants me to do while I'm there. You know, Michaela, most prominent people that come on here that are truly happy with where they, where they are, say they felt that the Lord put them there. You have that calling. Yes. And once yes. you know what that calling is, you, Absolutely. you answer. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. It's never been stronger. The voice has never been stronger than it is right now. So with that calling, what are some of the things that you were called to do? Um, Okay, well, my passion has always been children and animals. And um, there is an interlocal agreement between the county and the city related to animal services. Mm. And I started out on this... um, private Facebook group uh, called Hill Country Animal Advocates. And um, our mission without, you know, without having a mission really was we were just concerned about the high euthanasia rates at the shelter. Yeah. So I tried to work with the county and the city, you know, to, to try and get something in place that re- would reduce those numbers. Because it was, you know, they were killing twelve to 1,400 
pets per year. Whoa. And um, It's a lot. Yeah, yes. mostly feral cats. Uh, yeah, about 800 feral cats. Yeah. Yes. So anyway, it just kind of grew from there. I mean, it just really exploded because I started out, you know, having meetings with then city manager Mark McDaniel and then mayor, who is still mayor, Bill Blackburn, and uh, uh, Judge, you know, Rob Kelly. And it's like, you know, what can we do? And and uh, Rob Kelly said, you know, hey, form a nonprofit. So we did that. And that's how we got the county cooperate, uh, you know, cooperation. And then I, um, I had, you know, meetings with with different people in the city, and here we are. <laughs> yeah, two yeah. Year, almost yeah, two years later, and we were, you know, we're focused on on many projects, not just you know better care of our community pets, but you know. And I got to say something about uh, Judge Rob Kelly. You know, mm-hmm. I've, I've been I've been critical of Judge Kelly over the years. Uh huh. And, but, and some of the things at the time when he said, you know, you need to do this or, or do this, he's he's he said these things. And I'm like, well, that's absurd. Right. But, you know, here we are years later and yeah. they've been done. And, yeah. you know, from ESDs in the area mm-hmm. to uh, Curville Pets Alive yep. and different nonprofits, it's actually worked out. He's, worked a, out he's well. a smart man. He um, is. Yeah. And and every every direction that he has guided us has been has had positive results. So has the number of euthanizations gone down? Uh, we're probably at about a 95% live release rate. Now, let That's, me tell you, <laughs> it takes, it takes a village. I mean, yeah. we've got so many rescue partners, uh, and, and volunteers that are helping. Uh, we we're getting a lot of support from the community. As a matter of fact, yesterday, raising canes, um, Saw presented yeah. us with a check, seven eighty eight, seven hundred and eighty eight dollars. Uh, it all goes towards the same mission, which is to reduce the euthanasia numbers for our community. Pets They're getting in involved in the community too. They, they are, they yeah. are. So we have a lot of um, um, local businesses that are supporting us and helping us with our mission. We had a uh, Karen and Verla on. Mm-hmm. With uh, Curvo Pets Alive too. Yes, we did. Yeah, yeah. That was, yeah, that was one of our what last summer, or last spring. It's uh, we're forty seven episodes in now, so yes. I'm not sure exactly. We're chugging yeah. along. Yeah, yeah, we <laughs> yeah. are. We try to get and, at least two yeah, in a week. And, you know. And I mean, you know, uh, um, it's nice to see that we're growing. Our our um, our finances are stronger. Your and, community, you, your volunteers seem to increase. Yes, yes. And in a lot of nonprofits, it's really hard to pull off yeah. survival, much less actually helping mm. and being being a very positive, having a very positive impact in the community, which right. Kerbal Pets Alive has been very positive, a huge impact. Yes, and it's, um, you know, I, I think the the fire was lit after the town hall that we had over at the Hill Country Youth Event Center where the commissioners and staff from KCAS yeah. had this town hall with all the animal advocates and stuff. And they thought, you know, maybe there was, was going to be about 30 of us there and there wound up being over 200. <laughs> and that's when they said, whoa, you know, yeah. maybe this is a problem. And so... Was that around the time of Nelson? Yes. Yeah. Yes, that was at the time of Nelson. Yeah. So now... Fast forward to today, and uh, I'm part of the County Capital Improvement Planning Committee. We've been meeting for th- almost three years, and uh, how that committee was formed 
was each commissioner was supposed to select a um, just a person, a community person from their precinct and put them on this committee to look at county needs. Okay, and I'm in Harley Ballou's precinct, so I asked him if I could be on that committee and was fortunately selected. And the committee was only supposed to be meeting for about six months. But let me tell you, um, I want to name off the committee members because uh, it's important. Um, Bobby Templeton was selected by Don Harris. Okay. Okay. We've got Chris Hughes, no relation to me, but he was selected by Rob Kelly, the judge. Um, We've got Fred Henneke, who uh, was selected by... Um, at the time, Tom Mosier, we have, uh, Pete Calderon, who was selected by Jonathan Letts and then me who was selected by Harley. And, um, we have been working for three years to identify, um, the county needs. And of course my, um, motive for getting on the committee was the animal shelter. Mm, Right. Okay. So, um, and and it it needed to it needed to be more than just Brenda Hughes screaming from the rooftops that we need a new animal shelter. So we got the committee together. We we um, toured every single county facility that we have, and there's 36 departments there at the county. We toured every single one of those departments, and. Um, got a really, really eye-opening experience about how bad the needs really were. And what we identified was um, that we needed to have a bond election, November 2022. We needed to have three propositions on the ballot. Proposition A being um, courthouse security upgrades, West Kerr Annex upgrades, a new storage facility for those 36 departments, including our law enforcement division. Uh, and 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 that that proposition is, has the highest price tag on it. It's a little under 15 million for Proposition A. But it takes it um, because I've been so focused on my city stuff and the the 2050 comprehensive plan. Uh, when we got into this. The CIP committee, uh, Pete Calderon said, you know, no, we, you know, we need to, we need to make sure that what we do, what we accomplish, um, holds us over for 30 years. Mm. That's smart. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, why, if we're going to, if we're going to have to more money, that's right. Yeah. If we're going to have to spend the money, let's, let's get the maximum bang for our buck. Yeah, absolutely. So that's proposition a proposition B is a new animal shelter that will be located on Spur 100. Uh, We've got 16 acres there. We were fortunate enough during COVID to be able to utilize that time. We we all still met and we were able to purchase uh, close to 20 acres in the city limits for less than two and a half million dollars at 0.75% interest rate. I wish I had that interest rate. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. So we got 16 acres, which is going to be um, enough land for us to put an animal shelter there with Highway 27 access onto the 
uh, premises, give enough land for some walking trails. So when we when we're volunteering on the weekends, oh, take the dogs we've got a place on the trail. Yeah, yeah. we can walk yeah. them. Uh, there'll be added uh, uh, space for road and bridge so that they have a place for all of their road base, you know, uh, yeah. all of that stuff. And um, and the the shelter uh, proposition is going to cost the taxpayers uh, around five million. Okay, so now we're up to about twenty million. Is there okay. a place that citizens can follow what's going on at the CIP committee? I'll get, like to, Facebook I'll get to that. Or? I'll get to that. Yes, uh, because Proposition C. Now these are counties. These, these are county, are county yeah. propositions. Yes. Um, Proposition C is the final phase of that Hill Country Youth Event Center because the only part that was never remodeled is the part that the kids use. And it's to the point where it's, okay, nothing meets ADA requirements. Nothing's up to code. Uh, There's exposed wiring. There's exposed uh, insulation. The roof leaks. um, And it's just not safe for our children to be in there anymore. And what did we just have in that building? You know, the livestock yeah, show, yeah. Mm-hmm. you know, which generated, uh, you know, $500,000 in economic impact to Kerr County. So, so that proposition, um, it, it actually has, it's kind of th- three choices on proposition C. What Michaela, you're laughing at me. So I'm not laughing at you. I'm, I'm just I'm just thinking. You know, what are what are those? So you go into the youth event center, right? Uh-huh. I, and this is terrible. I, I can't. It's like okay. So you go into the youth event center and you're in the area that's not remodeled that has thirty yeah. year old urine feces soaked dirt inside. Inside is that where the they hold the what? pigs in the back. Are you, is that what you're talking about? We're talking about the area. That serves as our emergency operations center for the county. So, okay, let's say we have a massive flood here and, and, and all our, you know, and our parents get displaced and they have to go to the, the Hill Country Youth Event Center and hang out down there for a few days until the water yeah. subsides. They're in that portion of the building. Mm. So... You're talking about the part with the concrete floor? Well, they all no. have concrete floors. No, no, no. That oh, that's portion the dirt. does not. Oh. oh, I've been in a circus in, in that dirt area that's, before. That's okay. it. That's yeah. the building. Okay. That's where the circus is. Okay. Where yeah. they show the yeah. steers and the sheep, not the pigs. Is that what you're talking about? Because um, I used to show pigs. Okay. All of that. All of the showing went on on that, that uh, east end of the building yes. with the dirt floor. Okay. And the West End, which is where I have my Swap Meet Market Days yeah. event, that's all. That's been remodeled. It's got the you know the the uh, there's no no the fans um, and yeah the fans and and the concrete floor and the nice bathrooms. That other side doesn't have any of that. Mm. Okay. Well, all right. So, so anyway, what's funny, McKay? I, I was just thinking about when midget wrestling came to town back in 2015. Yeah, that was on my side of the building where where we do swap meet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but there, I. So there's these little rooms with the concrete. Yes. What are those rooms? Well, see, I I I never participated in 4-H, but I know that that you can take animals in there and and. Hose them and fluff them yes. and all of that stuff. Right before the show. Yes. 
That's where the uh, the wrestlers. That was where, that's where they're dressing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> getting back to the so, cost, so they, would, they would run out of those rooms yes, and, and yes. run out on, into the ring. Sorry, I yeah. just, Now I those just, are booth spaces for swap meet and market days. <laughs> but but um, anyway, if you know, there's there. I think it's going to be three choices. We can have the you know the the top of the line where where that portion of the building has heating and air conditioning. That would be nice. Yeah. It would be nice. However, the 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 mid range in as far as cost goes, the mid range would not include um, HVAC. It would have you would have your your heating units, but you would have those fans instead yeah. and they're of giant air conditioning. Fans. They're yeah. huge fans. In fact. The name of the company is Big Ass Fan. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> that's the name of the company that makes these fans. That's a marketing. <laughs> yes, yes. That's a way and, to market. Um, uh, and then, of course, the the bottom tier of of the price range, you, you know, it would it would basically just be you know a coat of paint and you know uh, fixing the outside shell and and that sort of thing and and really <laughs> we. Uh, um, I'm just thinking about the midget wrestling. <laughs> Michaela, my guys. I went to those. I took my grandkids to those shows. You so remember, I so you remember when I got beat by that midget that first time? Um, you know, I got I, beat over the hand with a baseball bat by by the midget. His did name was you? The, the Little Show. I I may have missed that one okay. because see, Buzzy and I always did the concessions for that. Oh, you were there. Yeah, yeah. yeah I remember so, seeing Buzzy's there. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so uh, I'm sorry. I missed the shows, you. but, I, I was but just, we were there. <laughs> I was. I, I was just. You're, you know, you're talking about how they <laughs> they use both those. They use those little rooms. <laughs> You have to get that picture out of your head. <laughs> See these little guys running out of there, you know. <laughs> so, anyway, that's uh, that's the three propositions, and the total bond package for all three propositions is going to be somewhere between twenty-five and thirty million dollars for all three. Yes, for all three, and, and that's what, the high end of C. Uh, that's that's the high end of C. Okay, would be thirty, and the 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 low end. Would be twenty five, and so in the middle, it's going to be about twenty eight million. Okay, and what that equates to in dollars that we all can understand is approximately. We've got our auditor auditing those numbers right now, but it's about uh, five dollars and forty nine cents per month per taxpayer. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. for that, um, for all three of those propositions for the for the animal shelter, the acreage. Uh, well, yes. No, well, the acreage is already, already bought, but okay. it's the it's the courthouse safety because you know what we've done there is we what we're trying to do is move everything that is not related to court, as in trials and juries and judges, get all of that out of the courthouse, so that the only traffic going in the courthouse is people that have uh, you know some sort of judicial process going on. Okay. And so we we uh, purchased. So you're talking about like the uh, the what do you call it here uh, the title and registration. We've already office? yeah we already purchased uh, a building for that. It's on Earl Garrett. It's one block from the courthouse. It's going to have a drive-through option where you just drive through, use the little kiosk, make your payment. That's um, cool. Yeah. Yes. Mm. So uh, getting you know because um, the biggest fear that I have is, you know, we're having more and more significant trials in that courthouse. 
and you don't want them parading defendants through when you've got a mom and her, you know, True. baby yeah. in, her, in, in a mm-hmm. carriage going to pay her her tax bill. Mm. You know, so you said it's, so. Oh, yeah, it's ahead, just yeah. well, it's just it just makes more sense to get that traffic out and then to make it more secure for the people who have to be in there. Right. Absolutely. Because, you know, there's there's like 15 entrances into that courthouse. Yeah. Did you all know that? Mm-hmm. I didn't know. So $60 for taxpayer per year. Right. To, to pay for this over how many years? 30. 30, 30 years. Yes. Okay. And yeah. it would last a long time. Yes. Yeah, I mean, those are major upgrades. That, yeah, yeah. Everything yeah. that we have worked on to this point uh, has has had the um, the focus of it being a 30 year solution. Wow. That's, that's that's amazing. It's smart to look ahead like that. Yeah. You know, and think yeah. about the events over the next 30 years right. that will be held at the Youth Event Center. Well, you know, and- exactly. We uh in talking with Jake and and he's uh he's the manager of the uh Youth Event Center. He anticipates that we could hold 45 more events out there per year. And those are all revenue makers for yes. the county. Yes. yes. Because you know what what the Kerrville Convention and Visitors Bureau does is for those events, they track how many cell phones come into town and um, how many hotels get, you know, hotel rooms get booked. And that's how they, they, they figure out the economic impact for the event is is by tracking all of that. They've got a real sophisticated system that that does all that. And um, that's how we know that the the uh, the show that we just had out there generated five hundred thousand dollars in economic impact in one weekend. So, one weekend, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, are they trying yeah. to push for bigger shows at the at the Ag Barn? Well, they they we there's a lot of shows we don't get because that facility is not up to par for what they really need. yes. So like what kind of shows? Investment? Do you, um, do just, you know any off? I mean, just um, uh, I you know I I can't tell you off the top like of my spe- head specifically. Yeah, I can't tell you specifically who who says no, we can't be there. Yeah, but you know you can ask Jake, and there's several that we just can't do because that portion of the facility is not equipped to handle what they what their needs are. That makes sense too. So, you know, yeah. a lot of these shows they have millions of dollars invested in their yeah. equipment and everything and they need they need a certain setup to be able to, to have that show. So that does well, absolutely make sense. And and for the for the uh, health and safety of the community, you know, that that thirty or forty year old dirt that's been sitting in there, you know, ideally what, what should be going on there is what goes on, you know, in San Antonio or or any other bigger city is you have a concrete floor, you bring in the dirt and you, and then you pull the dirt back out when it's, when it's over with. And that's what other cities do. And it's, it's really what we need to do. It's a health hazard. Huh? It is. It is. Wow. I mean, think about all the so, animals that have, that have used that, that dirt over oh, the yeah. Yeah, last, how many years? Uh, yeah. Uh, and, and now yeah. it's to the point where the, the you know, they've, um, if you're hosing down your animals or whatever, there, there was a drain system at one point so the water would go down through the drain, but that's all stopped up with mud and yeah. and hair and you know uh, uh, ten year old hair and you know yeah. corn and all that stuff. So it's not usable anymore. So when you're hosing down your animal, that water is is down around your feet now, uh, your your feet, and it doesn't have anywhere to go. So now they're taking food, corn and stuff, 
And I've got pictures of all of this. They're taking corn and, and um, uh, trying to absorb the water inside the building using, you know, whatever, whatever method they can. Wow. So. And you have all those I've got fumes a, and yes. everything just building up in there. Yeah. I remember it used yeah. to be very toxic. You walk in there and whoa. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's just time and, and we can do better as a community. We can. And Absolutely. we need to, yeah. you know, because this involves our kids. It and, does. Yeah. They're and, having to spend, you know, weeks there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, um, and because we are the nucleus, the, the, the Hill Country Youth Event Center is the nucleus for the county for emergency operations. And all you have to think is, you know, do you want your children in there? Do you want your parents having to spend the night in there on that dirt floor? No, not so at all. you were talking so. about floods and what's the protocol? What's the what's the city protocol? If you know, if there is a well, a big um, flood. from from this, you know, Dub Thomas is our emergency operations coordinator there for the Dub county. Dub Thomas. And then we also have, um, uh, we're working on, I don't know if you watched the last council meeting, but they're, they've got, um, they're trying to get something in place now that sends alert systems. You know, it's an emergency uh, notification system. That's that comes great. comes to your phone. You got to keep up with the times. Yes. Yes. So that's what, you know, there's lots of stuff going on. And lots of, you know, wheels turning and bottom line is from a county or from a, from a um, council member perspective. Okay. I know I'm there for a reason. I don't know what that reason is, but my heart guides me to safety and health. And so I want our community to be safe. I want our first responders to be safe. I want our law enforcement, our uh, EMS, our uh, fire department i want them to be safe and so that's where that's where my drive comes from and, and where my focus is our goal for today was what john well it's actually for for the community to to get to meet miss brenda hughes you see that's yeah. why we're trying to get as many prominent people around the hill country around kerrville as possible because it's impossible for every single citizen to meet you know the chief of police the, the right. mayor yeah uh, right. miss brenda hughes right. and uh i really really you know, your, your personality shines through from your love from animals, your service to the community. And, and that was our goal. Well, you know, and now, um, along with my focus on the county needs, um, I don't know if you guys know this, but there is a 28% vacancy rate with our law enforcement officers. Wow. Okay. I there's had no a, idea. There's yeah. an 18% vacancy rate with our firefighter EMS personnel. Yeah, I had no clue about that either. And the majority of the reason for that is because we don't have the tools and the facilities that compete with other cities. So we're losing our... Um, first responders to outlining cities mm. that pay better, that have better facilities and that have better tools for them to do their job. So that's what I'm working on right now. Yeah, that's important. We helping, need it. Be, yes, we need to have a helping a to get the, yeah. the message out that, you know, these are not grandiosa wants. You know, we don't we're not asking for a majestic facility. We're 
asking for a facility that gives our law enforcement officers and our first responders the tools they need to be effective in our community. And um, uh, I welcome anybody who doesn't think they need it to take a tour with me and I'll, and I'll show you the need and not just tell you the need. Isn't that an old bus station? It is. It is. And uh, they were supposed to be housed there temporarily um, back in 1995. And they're still there. Almost 30 years ago. Yeah. So, that was supposed to be temporary? Yes, that was supposed to be temporary. So, um, you know, if if Gillespie County can do well by their officers and their first responders and Bandera County can, then I... I so, so our surrounding counties, yes, and Kendall County, they have Kendall County as and well, and the police station, right? Yeah, yeah they it's, they have all upgraded exactly. So, why haven't we? That's Good right. question. That's right. Yeah, and, and you know, by giving them, you know, uh, we've been able to give them tasers, something they didn't have. Yeah, uh, we we were fortunate enough to to come up with enough fundraising dollars. To provide them with a canine unit. Yeah, I yeah. saw that. Yeah, that's awesome. I'd too. like to see them get uh, body cams. Yeah. Okay. And then um, give them a facility that um, that works for them because the facility they have now doesn't work for them anymore. Yeah, they they need to be able to operate the way they're supposed to and keep us the safest. Carville's yeah. growing too. You know. Yeah, yeah. We're, all, we're also only it 150 is. miles away from the border too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so you have to factor, factor that in mm-hmm. as well. I That's forget right. that, Michaela. And we're also on a major corridor in the United States, which is I-10. I-10. That's, that's So correct. that's another factor. I mean, there have been yeah. several instances here from uh, highway instances yeah. and large wrecks. I don't know if you guys remember a couple of years ago with the cattle. Yes. That ended up with that wreck over yes. by Lowe's. I mean, those fall on the city. Mm-hmm. That's if right. they're right there on that stretch of 10 i-10 that usually falls on the city really yeah. and, you know and, and i mean the bottom line is my focus is always what makes our community safer and then i respond uh, by doing what i think i can to help reach that objective i don't know if i could do it Michaela. yeah i don't i don't think i i would never want to be on on city council I, 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 well, you know, and I'm, I am still learning. Okay. Because I did have a shortened term. Um, I don't know nearly what I should know. So I do a lot of listening and, you know, not, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not one to, to speak just to hear myself talk. You know, if I've got something, uh, to say, I'll say it, but otherwise I'm, I'm there to listen to, you know, both the community, to the staff, uh, to the experts. And then, um, you know, make my decision from there. What's your goal? Um, my goal, your personal goal is okay. My personal goal is to leave this place better than it was when I got here. Boom. Because, yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah, because that's, that's yeah. The bottom line yeah. is, um, unlike most people who, you know, maybe they're passing through Kerrville and then, and then they see how beautiful it is here and they go, well, you know, I'd like to retire here. Mm. I got here 30 years ago and saw the beauty of it then and said, this is where I need to raise my children. <clears throat> this is where I need to, re- to, to, to put them. And I've always thought of it like a bubble here. Yes, it is. It is like not just with the weather. I'm talking about in life. You know, you you leave and you go other places and it's nothing like it is here. I feel safe here. My family's safe here. mm -hmm. Uh, You know, 
the people are good here. It's just a great place to raise your kids. The schools are good. Uh, it, yeah. it is. And yeah. I've been fortunate enough in that I raised my children here. They saw the beauty of this community through our hard work yeah. and the relationships that we made. They all stayed here. They all uh, have their spouses who all live here. And all my 13 grandchildren all live here right in right in my community. So... That's what I mean when I emphasize family. You're passionate. Yes. Yeah. Is, is um, yes, I have a vested interest in making it safe because I've got a whole lot of family members that live yeah, here. Yeah, absolutely. But I also want to emphasize that I've been here for so long that a lot of people that aren't related by blood are still my family. They've worked for me. They've spent the night in my Extended home. Extended family, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. So, I mean, I had 36 children, uh, not through the foster care system, but just 36 children in our community who lived with us at one time or another because, you know, maybe their their parents' uh, job took them out of state and they were in their senior year of high school and didn't want to leave. So, yeah, so there's, you know, my extended family is very far-reaching. Yeah, when Mr. Buzzy was on, he's like, she's taking care of everybody, and you know, yeah. I'll take care yeah. of the barbecue. <laughs> yeah. don't, don't she takes even, care of everything yeah. else, and I, and, yeah. and I, and I barbecue. Yeah. yeah, Don't even go in and say, hey, you know, what, what's Brenda doing on city council? Because like, that's not my gig. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Brenda. Uh, we do appreciate you having you on. Uh, is there anything else that you want to say to the community while you're here? Just know that my passion is... Uh, for my Kerrville community, my Kerrville family, and um, whatever I do here is representative of my love for the place that I live and the people I live here with. Mm. So. All right, John, you got anything else? I'm, we're just honored to have you on. Absolutely. Oh, it's, it's my yes, pleasure. 100%. Thank you for having me. And I'm sorry about laughing about the, the midget wrestling. I just can't get it out of my <laughs> mind. Okay. We're human. <laughs> Seeing these little... Uh, <laughs> these these people run out of those. Hey, it always makes for an easier podcast when you can have fun. That's exactly. Right. Yes. Yeah, so if you can't of, have fun, don't go. Yeah. Speaking of, I want to let our future uh, guests know that this isn't a place. You know, it's not scripted. It's not structured. It's not confrontational. Right. I mean, can you agree with that? I agree with that. We don't. Yes, we don't absolutely. get our guests on here. I mean, Mr. Blackburn was on here, and he's like, "Well, I thought I was going to get grilled." It's not we about that. It's, yeah. not, it's about building community, not tearing exactly. community apart. Here, we're not trying to divide people. We're trying to unite people and we bring people to together. We all have to live here, and we're all God's children. And we we'll have to be able to get along. Very and while, true. while everybody else wants to focus on the ne negatives and try yeah. to nitpick each other apart, we yeah. try to focus on the positive here, positives here and build everybody up. We talk about the positives of people. Yeah. We don't sit here and try to nitpick. We have no agenda Thank you. on this podcast. Thank you. Other, other than trying to help this community. That's right. Well, it's always a pleasure to be here. Mrs. Hughes, do you have anybody that comes to mind that you can think of that has added so much value? I'm going to start asking every guest this. Yeah, that's a good one. That John. has added so much value to Curvo that, that you would recommend as a guest on the Curvo podcast. Oh, gosh. Um, and I'll reach out to him. Yeah, he will, too. Well, um, interestingly enough, for as long as I've lived here, because we moved here in 93, or, or I did, you know, but Buzzy, of course, born and raised here. But until I got on city council, I had never been to a play here. And since getting on council, one of my board responsibilities is, is uh, 
uh, involves being part of Playhouse 2000. And I've really had the opportunity to get into that um, segment of our community. And Jeffrey Brown, I would love for other people to be able to experience, um, you know, the theater. Okay. By getting the word out about Playhouse. Jeffrey Brown and Nick Bolin. Uh, Yeah, just just uh, getting some of the the. um, Like the Museum of Western Art. We, we had, we had Dr. Darryl, yeah, Dr. Beecham on before. Yeah, yeah. Because I've never been there. I have never yeah, been that's there crazy. Yeah. to the Museum of Western Art. Well, let me uh, let me be honest here. I, I haven't been out there either, Brenda. So. Yeah. But I've heard uh, about it many times. You know, Dr. Yeah. Beecham. I know. He's, gonna, he's not going to be happy about that. But <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I would love to go t- to go there. And I just have to be able to, now now that I know that it's out there, find time in my schedule to 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 go out there to the Museum of Western Absolutely. Art. And for those of y'all that have not been in the Museum of Western Art, Go There Virtual Tours did a virtual tour of the Museum of Western Art, yes. which me and my wife own. Really? Yeah. And I pressure washed in front of Playhouse 2000, Super Power Wash and Kerrville Driveway <laughs> Restoration. <laughs> wow. Okay, I'm sorry. We got in this hey, podcast. you know what? Give yourself a plug every yeah. once in a while. For, seriously. You, you never... It's been a year. He, yeah, it's been a year and a half almost. And this guy, wow. he never never plugs himself on this podcast. Oh. So it, it ain't about that, you know. It's not. Yeah. yeah. It, it yep. isn't. It's, you know, community right. fellowship. That's right. 100%. So. All right. Well, thank you so much, Brenda. Uh, this has been number 47. Of, of the Curveball <laughs> Podcast. We're coming up on, on uh, episode 50 here within the next couple of weeks. Uh, it, the numbers don't matter. Um, great guest today, Brenda Hughes. Thank you so much. Thank you for really. having me. It's always a pleasure to be here. Absolutely.